So it's January 2020 and we have our first Tyler Perry movie and it's a Netflix movie. I have to admit when I first saw the trailer, I was intrigued. I said, okay, maybe Netflix has required Tyler to up his game and be better. The quality of the films is not horrible. It's the plot. It's the production. It's the green screen. He loves a good green screen or a bad green screen. Anyway, so I saw the trailer and everybody on Twitter, of course, was like, oh, this might be good. I got to watch this. So I was a little bit excited. I'm still weary after acrimony because when I post the episode for acrimony next week, you'll understand why. But here we are. A fall from grace. So I start the film because I go on Twitter and I see people saying that, you know, it's really good. I'm like, oh, they said a Tyler Perry movie is good. I can't believe that. So, I give it a shot. So, the film starts with this random white lady standing on the roof of a house. And I'm thinking, okay, what is going on? So I'm drawn in a little bit and she's screaming. So the lady's screaming about how her and her husband worked so hard for everything and how she could, can't believe she's so stupid. And I'm like, okay, so something happened. She must've got conned out of some money or something happened. So this officer is trying to get her to come down off the roof. And he calls for backup or crisis response team. And then a goddamn helicopter shows up. And he screams, get this chopper out of here. And the lady just jumps the fuck off the roof. Okay, who is calling for a helicopter for a suicide attempt of an old lady? But, you know, I let it go of I'm going to let Tyler cook right now and see how this works out. But you don't call a helicopter. She dumped, She jumped off the roof and she's dead. So we see the cop is all broken up about it and he goes home. And we get to meet him and his wife. Um, and they're talking to something about she can use the car because he tired or something. I don't know. So I'm like, okay, they must be newlyweds or something. They're young, um, but they're sharing a car, whatever. So she goes to work and we find out that she is in the public defender's office. And she has been called into her boss's office and she's been assigned this case that she just heard about on the radio that apparently everybody in this town is talking about. Um, this woman killed her husband. So her boss has given her this case. She says the lady, Grace Waters, wants to plead guilty 
you're I'm giving you this case because all you do is plead cases anyway. You don't try cases. So just go ahead and take it to the DA, get the deal and get it done so that he can get it off the TV, the news, the radio, everything. So she's like, okay, fine, whatever. But her face is looking like something's not right. And I'm looking like something's not right. <laughs> because first of all, they say on the radio that this is a small town. So where the hell y'all get a helicopter from? That's plot hole number one, Tyler. Make it make sense. Please make it make sense to me. My God. So Jasmine has these two coworkers. And they are all excited for her for getting this case. Because they wanted it. Because I guess they wanted the high profile. And I'm just sitting here like, girl, this is not high profile. But I guess it is because they're in a small town. But anyway, so Jasmine is not as excited as they are. She's like, I just want this to get over with. <sighs> so Jasmine goes to the jail to meet Grace for the first time. And she's acting like she's never been to a jail before ever. And I'm looking like, girl... How did you become an attorney, a defense attorney, and you've never been inside of a jail? Like the guard tells her, oh, everything will be fine. You know, she's going to be shackled. And it's like, girl, uh, what? So Grace comes in. Her wig is looking raggedy. First of all, let me back up a little bit and talk about Tyler in his wig, raggedy, and he got a raggedy glue on beard. I'm like, what? Why can't we get the wigs to look like something? Tyler, you film these movies in Atlanta. Every hairstylist in Atlanta can do hair better than what you got going on over here. Grace is looking just. I don't even have words to describe how raggedy she looks. So Jasmine and Grace are talking and Grace is telling her she wants to just plead guilty and she just wants a, um, she wants to be in a facility near her son so her son can come see her. So she asks um, Jasmine, you know, how old are you? And she tells her and she says, well, what school did you go to? And she names a community college. And then she says, and then I went to law school. Tyler, if you're going to write something, don't let her skip over her whole bachelor's degree to go straight to get her JD. That's not how it works. That's not how it works, okay? So Jasmine is talking to her and trying to get a sense of what type of person she is and what's going on and they just start talking about random stuff and I'm like okay where is this going and she asked Jasmine about her rosary and she wrote and Jasmine asked her is she Catholic and then you see a flash of Grace getting I guess some holy water poured on the forehead child I don't know because I ain't been to church and I don't know how long um <laughs> But it's just random talk. It's not really progressing the story, but it's getting you into it just a tiny bit. So Jasmine goes home that night and talks to her two little messy co-workers and her husband about meeting Grace. 
And she's telling them, you know, she said she did it. I'm just going to get the DA to sign this, work on this deal and get her done with. The one male co-worker, Donnie, is, he's putting some doubt in Grace's, in, sorry, in Jasmine's mind thinking, okay, this lady was a Sunday school teacher. She made cookies for the kids. She fed the homeless. How'd she just go from being nothing to being a murderer all of a sudden? So the co-workers leave and Jasmine and her husband um, start talking. And she tells her husband that she doesn't like working with murderers and thieves and she just don't even want to do this no more. She going to work long enough to pay off these student loans and then she don't want to be a lawyer no more. And I'm sitting here like, girl, how did you just come to this conclusion right now? Like, you went through three years, I'm assuming, of law school and you just now deciding you don't want to work with criminals and murderers. You had choices. You could have went to corporate law. You could have. Okay, Tyler. Here we go. So Grace's son comes to see Jasmine the next day and tells her that he wants um, to see if he can go see his mom because he believes she's innocent. And Jasmine's like, well, your mama said she did it, so. We about to get this plea deal together and that's that on that. So she goes to see the DA. The DA offers her the max, which is life without parole. And she's sitting there considering it. She's like, I'm sitting here like, if all you do is take pleas, how did you think this was a good idea? She can go to trial and get that. Why would you, why would you? Let him offer that to you. I know they're saying that the the worst she can get is the death penalty. But seriously, you're going to give her life without parole as her plea? That's not how it works when you take a plea deal. So Jasmine says, well, you know, she just wants to be in a facility near her son. And he says, well, I'll consider that. So Jasmine goes and tells um, Grace this. And Grace starts to cry. And for some reason, that triggers something in Jasmine that makes her believe that she's innocent. So she starts researching and wants to find out some things. So she goes to see Grace's best friend, Miss Sarah, who is played by Felicia Rashad. So she gets to Miss Sarah's house and she comes up and helps her get the trash can on the sidewalk. And they go in and they start to have coffee. And this is my first sign that something ain't right. Because she said, do you want some coffee? And then she poured it. She boiled some water in a kettle and poured it in a cup. And I'm sitting here like, what kind of coffee is that? Sanka? <laughs> That's like what my grandma made. Like the little grounds and you put that's nobody don't drink coffee like that that's disgusting anyway before she gets in the house jasmine sees somebody up in the window and i immediately thought about get out i was like oh shit she got somebody hiding in the attic but she's like oh that's one of my tenants you know so jasmine comes in and she drinks the coffee or whatever so 
Miss Sarah is telling her all about her and Grace and how Grace, um, she kind of pushed Grace to start dating because she didn't want her to be lonely um, after her divorce. And she had been really isolated after her son had got married. So she tried to make an effort to get her to date so that she wouldn't be like her sitting at home lonely with cats and stuff. So she's feeling guilty about um, pushing her to date people ending up with this husband. So um, then Miss Sarah just abruptly kind of ends the meeting and says um, these tenants of hers have to eat. So she just tells Jasmine she has to go. So Jasmine gets up and leaves jasmine goes back to work and her boss again raggedy head tyler perry is telling her she need to go ahead and get this plea deal signed he don't have time for this bullshit and i'm sitting here wondering why is he so angry and he's like because she brings some evidence to him that she's concerned about about the pooling of blood on the floor of the basement and he's telling her, we don't have any money to be hiring no research people and all this. And and I'm sitting here like, but it's the state. Y'all got to have some money somewhere. So um, Jasmine goes back to the jail and she tells Grace that she wants to help her, but she needs to know the whole story. So um, Grace is not really trying to hear that. She wants to sign a deal and get it over with. She signs a deal. And then Grace starts to tell her the story. She tells her that Sarah encouraged her to go to this art gallery museum shit. um, And see this just to get out the house. So she goes there and she sees this man. Well, she's looking at the pictures first. And she sees this man. He comes up and, and starts talking to her. And she's talking about, you know, this woman has a great eye and all this kind of stuff. And he's like, well, why do you think it's a woman? And she says, oh, because of the name. The name is Shan. And he goes, okay. So she says, you know, you have to be Ethiopian or very close to get into these tribes and get this, um, these pictures and stuff from people. And he's like, yeah, you know, yeah, how do you know? And she's like, well, you know, I study, I read a lot of Africa, African stuff. I want to go there one day. So she sees his necklace that he has on. And he's like, yeah, it's uh, original. I got it from, I forgot what he said he got it from. Anyway, so I'm trying to pay attention, but I'm distracted by this horrible ass wig that um, <laughs> Makad Brooks has on because it, looks like the dude from cameo mixed with the dude from full force mixed with oh it's just it's bad it's just so bad like i don't understand why tyler perry can't let the men just have their regular hair why do they have to look a damn fool in these damn movies (laughs) anyway so this lady comes over to him and she says you know, we need we need you right now. So they introduce him as the artist of this gallery. And um, Grace is feeling a little sh- ashamed because she thought that it was a woman and it was actually, these are his pictures that are in the gallery. So she sneaks out the back door. And then 
um, he sees her leave. So she gets to work the next day and one of the pictures is on her desk with a rose and a card that says, call me. So she calls Sarah and she's like, this man want me to call him. And she's like, you better call him too, girl. And I'm like, but aunties is just too much. So she decides to wait a day or so before she calls him. So she calls the man and they decide to go on a date. So she gets all dressed up to go on this date. And he takes her to this diner that looks like fucking Waffle House mixed with Mel's Diner mixed with Johnny Rockets. I don't know what the hell kind of diner he took her to. Um, But in my... <laughs> In my perusal of Twitter, I see that there's this um, older white man that's sitting behind Grace in the diner. And someone zoomed in to him. He picks up his fork and does not eat anything. And is acting like he's chewing, but he's not. Tyler, I just need you to tighten it up, please. Just, just tighten it up a little bit. So... They sitting here having this conversation, blah, 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 at this diner, getting to know each other. And then they just sitting there, everybody's leaving. And then the lady, the waitress brings them wine. And I'm like, what kind of diner they went to that serves wine and wine glasses? Tyler, please, I beg of you, please make this shit makes sense because it doesn't like you want people to be invested in these movies and they don't make fucking sense. This would not happen in real life, but we'll go forward. So Grace continues to tell Jasmine the story of how she met her husband and you see them walking down the streets and they're talking and they're laughing and he brings up to her that, you know, he's enjoyed the time he spent with her. They've been on a lot of dates, but he's never seen the inside of her house. And she goes, yeah, you know. Yeah, no. <laughs> so <laughs> she just walks in the house and she's like, yeah, I'm not ready. So the date ends. She goes in. He goes walking down the street, which is odd to me. Like, okay y'all just went on a date i'm assuming you drove because her car is in the driveway where did you park and why are you walking down the street instead of just parking in front of her house another tyler why tyler why so as the date ends and she goes into the house she's so excited she's so happy that to be with this man and she's staying up they're going out every night she's staying up late she falling asleep at work she get in the shower with this wig and get up under the shower okay black women are not getting in the shower in a wig you trying to convince me that's her hair it's not because the water just repelled right up off of it please tyler why why tyler so she done took the man to church and I couldn't even, I couldn't even focus on this because the woman right over his shoulder is clapping offbeat the entire scene. And I'm just like, ma'am, you can't be that too into it to be offbeat and you black. What are you doing, ma'am? What are you doing? <laughs> so they just laughing, kikiing all in the park and. 
everything. She's just having the time of her life. Ooh, this man is great. She just love her some Shannon. He just everything. She can't believe that this young man love her and want to be with her. And she old. Girl, it's all right. It's all right. So <laughs> they end up going to this. Botan I don't even know what it is. I'm going to say it's a botanical park. I don't know what it was. But they go out there. He take her for a little surprise. And um, he turn her around a couple times and tell her to open her eyes. And then she see all these fireflies. Mind you, fake ass fireflies in a goddamn green screen. She trying to catch the fake ass fireflies. I'm like, why, Tyler? Why? <laughs> we all know these ain't real. Come on. Like, for real. Invest in, I don't know what. He could have captured some and then just let them go free. I don't know. But I, I shouldn't know that I'm looking at something on a soundstage. <sighs> but she's trying to catch the fireflies. And then he... She turns around, and he's on one knee to propose to her. So, she, of course, says yes. And then, next thing you know, she done gave it up. She up there riding that man to heaven. I said, okay, Grace, um, you was waiting a long time to get that good stuff. So, <laughs> I guess that was the first time he came in the house. I don't know, but I'm for sure he came in the house get it gave it the house okay that's my corny joke of the day anyway so they get married and everything is all great it's all wonderful then grace just kind of tells jasmine i've been asking around about you i know who you are you don't win you plead um, so just go on and give me this pen so I can sign this paper and get on out of here because you ain't going to help me. And I was just like, oh, okay, well, I mean, she might be right, but, you know. <laughs> so Jasmine is talking to her husband telling him, you know, she feels some type of way. She thinks she's innocent. She want to try to help prove it. So she's still on this kick of I'm going to get her out of jail with some reasonable doubt. So after the wedding, everything is all cool, hunky-dory. Her husband comes to her job, bringing some flowers, want to take pictures of her, want everything to look all good and pretty. And yeah, so then they flash to Grace being in the bed by herself. Her husband is gone. So she get up and she going downstairs and she see him on the phone. And he talking to somebody. He's saying something about some fireflies. And I'm like, oh, here come the bullshit. So, <laughs> so she said, who you talking to? Who you talking to? So he hang up the phone. And he says two things I don't like. I don't like being checked up on. And I don't like being questioned. Said, who the fuck he think he talking to? So... She just kind of submissively lets it go and is like, you know, I'm sorry. I just missed you in the bed or whatever. And I'm just sitting here like, girl, this your goddamn house. You can ask whatever the fuck you want to ask. But, you know, let me chill because she newlywed. She's trying to keep everything all cool in the house. So whatever. 
So boom. Next day, she go to work. Receptionist or whatever say, hey, Grace, they want to see you in the conference room. She walk in the conference room with all these white dudes. They say, hey, girl, um, I don't know how you thought you was going to move this $300,000 out of your accounts without nobody noticing, but you better put that shit back, bitch. I was like, what? <laughs> how she, what? So she's sitting there like, what the fuck is you talking about? I ain't moved no money. I, I've been working here all my life. I ain't never did no stuff like this. You know me. It was like, get your shit and get out. <laughs> so she got a little box, put a little raggedy stuff in a little box, and walked on out the door trying to figure out what the hell going on. She cried. And, oh, Lord, I lost my job. I don't know what's going on. These white people think I done stole this money. So she go home, and she calls Sarah, and Sarah at the house, and, she trying to call him and he ain't answered all day. And he just walk in like, fuck is up. So she like, where the fuck you been? With your new bitch? And he's like, who the fuck you talking to? So he asked Sarah to leave. And Sarah's like, nigga, I ain't going nowhere. And Grace standing there looking like, she said what she said. So he said, I want you to leave. She's like, I ain't going no motherfucking where. So then Grace is like, it's cool. It's cool. Let me talk to this nigga. So he, he throw out some little raggedy pictures of some kids with cancer or some shit. Talking about I was taking pictures of them with the fireflies. So I thought it would be good for them. She said, oh, baby, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I just lost my job today, and I don't know what happened. So <laughs> he's like, we're going to figure it out, baby. We're going to work it out together. I don't know what happened either, but we're going to call some people, and we're going to figure it out. So she called the police. Police is like, girl, I can't help you. I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know about no bank accounts or whatever. She goes to the bank. Her bank, is, her bank account is overdrawn. She goes sit in the white lady office. The white lady say, well, well, bitch, I don't know what's going on, but I know you owe on this mortgage. And she said, what mortgage? Girl, my house is paid off. She said, well, it was until you took out this mortgage approximately 42 days ago. Why you got to say approximately like that? Why you got to be counting days, bitch? What the fuck? So she's like, I ain't took out no mortgage. So she showed her the paper. She said, girl, it was notarized and everything. So she showed her where it was the, the address that it was notarized and all this. And she said, I ain't took out no mortgage. Okay, first of all, Tyler. Why, Tyler? Why? Okay, first of all, can't nobody come and just take out no mortgage on your house just with a, a paper that's notarized? That's not how the fuck this works, okay? It's not how it works. <sighs> so she trying to go find the address where this notary is that that's signed the paper so she can figure out what the fuck is going on. She go to the place, that's the address that she gave her, it's a goddamn abandoned house that's full of mail, though, of somebody. She look at the mail. She takes something out of the mailbox, and she's like, okay, I need to... I guess she took it as a clue. I would have been looking through all that shit. Like, what the fuck is... Who house is this? Where the fuck they can't... All that. But she just took one piece of mail and left. She go back to the bank. And she said, you know, can I get um, the surveillance footage of who the fuck 
sign this mortgage because what the fuck? It wasn't me. And where's this $375 y'all gave, $375,000 that y'all gave for this mortgage? So she's sitting in the living room. No, she's sitting in the dining room when he walk in the house. She said, you did it. You took a mortgage out of my house, bitch. What the fuck is wrong with you, motherfucker? And he's like, what you talking about? She said, look at your phone. So she sent him a text of the video footage of him at the bank taking out the goddamn mortgage. So he going to sit there crying, talking about, I owe to people with a lot of money and, I, and they people to be fucked with. So I needed the money. And how I look asking my woman for money. You look like a nigga that needs some money. So you should have been asking your wife. But you don't take out no $375,000 mortgage without somebody fucking permission. So shit's not adding up, Tyler. It's not adding up, okay? So she said, I need you to give me back this money. He said, I can't. She said, what the fuck you mean? (laughs) He said, it's mine now. Bitch, that's when I would have lost it. I would have fucking lost it. So she's realizing, okay, he stole the money from my job too. She's like, you you got my passwords? And he's like, I'm going to pay you back. And I'm sitting here like, nigga, how? You ain't got no money? This is close to $800,000. How was you finna pay it back? This motherfucker said, as, the, as your lawfully wedded husband, I have every right to that money. Bitch, no, you don't. And then gonna say, you better be lucky I got two phones. Bitch, I'm gonna break both of them. How about that? So she go into, oh, woe is me mode. She crying on the couch and shit. She, Lord Jesus, why is I married to this man? So then she changed her mind and she want to be mad. She go upstairs and say, I want you out of my motherfucking house right now. He said, and I want to ask Trey. She said, you better get the fuck out of my house. And he's sitting there laughing at the drinking all the beer and shit laid up in the crib, smoking a goddamn cigarette. She, she's, she just sitting there shaking her head. You crazy. You motherfucking crazy. And he's screaming, I want an ashtray, bitch. <laughs> she called the police to get him out the house. Girl, you're married. You can't put him out the house. He lives there. Ain't shit you can do. She better than me because I would have changed the motherfucking locks. But, you know. So she goes see a lawyer to see what she can do to get, you know, her money and get him out. She go with Sarah. And the lawyer's like, you know, only thing you can do is start drawing up this petition and get things started. But, you know, it's going to take a while because you're legally married. So, you know, you got to work it out. Grace, get back home. This nigga. Is upstairs with some other bitch. And then she, he gonna tell her to get her ass out the room so he can keep fucking. Tyler. <laughs> Why, Tyler? Why? You know good and goddamn well. Ain't no black woman just gonna go back downstairs. While her husband is upstairs fucking another lady in the house that she paid for and now has a mortgage on. 
you got her all the way fucked up. I don't know how you could write that and think that that would be reality. Because that ain't nobody's reality that I know. So he come downstairs and let the little girl out. She tell me, next time, don't invite me over your mama house. And they just laughing. And he tell Grace, you know, you should have joined us. So he sit down. He's smoking a cigarette. He telling her, you know, I could have never loved you. I just gave you what you needed. And you owed me that money anyway for fucking you all this time and dealing with your ass all this time. <sighs> Again, Tyler. It ain't going to be all this talking in my house when you done stole all this money from me. She listened way too long. Then she got up. She grabbed the baseball bat. And she bashed that motherfucker's head in. I'm talking about blood splatter all over her. All over. She grabbed him out the chair. Take his ass down to the basement. Well, she take him to the basement door and throw his ass down the steps. And then she leave the house. I said, okay, so... She did kill the nigga. Okay, so she guilty. So her ass need to go to jail. She called Sarah and say, I killed the nigga. He in the basement. And Grace is just gone. She just driving. She covered in blood and she just gone. So I'm like, okay. Okay, so then we back to present day. And Grace tells her, the body was gone. When she got back, the body was gone. She don't know what happened to it. She just told Sarah the body where the body was. She came back. The body was gone. So Jasmine goes over to Sarah. And she's like, why didn't you tell me this? Why wouldn't you tell me what happened? So Sarah says, you know, I'm not just worried about her. I'm worried about her son. Because I think he's the one who actually did it. And... You need to be looking at her son as the murderer. Okay, girl. So Jasmine goes back to her boss and says, you know, we're going to take this to trial. He says, no, the fuck you not. So he goes up to the jail and Jasmine's like, look, you need to tell my boss you changed your mind. We're going to trial. So Tyler comes in. I call him Tyler because I don't even remember what the hell his character's name is. The public defender. And she says, yeah, I want to take it to trial. So he's just shaking his head. He's like, okay. So they go. he leave out. And then when Jasmine comes out, he tells her, you know, you're going to fail at this. And then your ass going to get fired. And your reputation going to be shit. Because you know you ain't going to succeed. Because you don't know shit about having no trial and arguments and all that shit. That's why I gave you this to plead. Because that's all you do is plead. So. She's like, I got this. So she gets the two little co-workers that come up to her house and they're trying to go through the files and figure out how they can work this and what kind of strategy. And I'm just sitting here like, this whole time I've been sitting here wondering like, okay, why is she taking this to trial when she killed him? She told y'all in the beginning she killed him. She told Jasmine how she killed him. Why the fuck are we here? Why are we going to trial? But here we are at trial. White man said, hey, she did the shit. I'm going to prove to you she did the shit. 
then you gonna send her ass to jail because she did the shit. So Grace sitting here, her clothes look nice, her hair fucked up. <laughs> Why couldn't Tyler get a comb and run it through that raggedy ass wig? I don't know. This is not how. Why Tyler? Why? So it's time for Jasmine to get up and give her opening statements. And she just sitting there like a goddamn deer in headlights. And I'm sitting here like, is she slow? Is she? Is she special ed? Because she looking like she don't know what to do. Like literally in law school, they learn these things. They learn to argue, to do opening, closing statements, all that shit. She's sitting here like she's scared out of her mind. Everybody in the audience is like, fuck is wrong with this bitch? So she get up. She give her opening statement. It was actually good. I was surprised. It was good. So they start calling all these witnesses. And Jasmine is asking these questions. She getting objections every time. And judge is sustaining them. Which means the route that you going, you can't go. And I'm sitting here like, girl, have you, have you done this at all? Like, even in practice? She, she was horrible at this. And I guess, okay, so if that's what his his plan was in writing this, he did a great job on this because she was really shitty at arguing this case. So she's not sleeping at night. She's thinking about this because Grace told her, you can't ask um, Sarah if she did it or if she had anything to do with it. So, because if she does, Grace says she going to stand up and, and say, I did it. And ruin the whole case. So she got to tread lightly when she talking to Sarah. So she asked Sarah, is Grace capable of murder? And she says, no, no, not Grace. She says, you're capable of beating somebody with a bat. Never, not Grace. So the DA gets up and he asks her a question about a phone call that happened that night. And she said, yeah, Grace called me. And she said, well, he said, well, what did y'all talk about? And she said, oh, we talked about feeding the homeless and all this. And he said, well, how long did y'all talk? And she said, oh, about 15 minutes. So the DA says, well, I got a call log here that says you only talked for two minutes. And so Jasmine objects and she says we didn't get this call record it wasn't the discovery so the judge tells them to come up to the bench she keeps arguing that she didn't get this phone record and the judge says well it was in discovery months ago and she says well i just got this case three weeks ago and the da is like it's not my fault that you're not prepared and not qualified it was in the discovery you knew it sit down and shut up so basically, she just sat down and shut the fuck up. And Sarah has to explain how she talked to her for two minutes when she just said 15. So he says, well, if you don't remember what y'all talked about, do you remember what happened after you got off the phone? She said, well, it was late, so I went to bed. DA says, bitch, your phone pinged over by her house right after this. So explain to me why the fuck your phone was pinging if your ass wasn't sleep or was sleep. (laughs) 
Then he hit her with the, well, we got an incoming call from you on Grace's phone around that same time that your phone was pinging by her house. So can you tell me what the fuck was going on in? So he say, listen, bitch, I know you lying. If you don't want to go to jail for perjury, you better tell me what the fuck y'all talked about. So she said, she told me she did it. <laughs> and then goddamn Jasmine going to say no further questions and the defense rests. Bitch, what the fuck kind of shit is that you leaving with the jury? <sighs> You couldn't ask for a recess to get your team together to go over some strategy or some shit. Bitch, you the worst goddamn lawyer in the world. So here come raggedy head ass Tyler talking about, I told you so. Bitch, I told you you couldn't do it. Why you rest the case when you know your ass gonna leave the jury thinking, oh, this bitch is a murderer. <laughs> I mean, he's right, but he's wrong. Like, why you gotta do, why you gotta kick her while she down, bruh? So, not only that, but she get home, have dinner with the husband. Husband, like, need to eat some food. She just go off on him. I don't want nothing. You ain't my damn daddy. So, then she feeling some type of way. He come in and say, bitch, he was right. You didn't do a good job. So, now you got to do a fucking good job when you close this case out so that they don't think she's a fucking murderer. You got to put some reasonable doubt in their head. In this closing, in this closing ceremony, in these closing statements, and get it together. She ain't want to hear that shit. So here we go with the closing arguments. And the DA is like, "Bitch, we done brought up here fifty-five people that told you this bitch did it. Even the homegirl told you she did it. So uh, I ain't got shit else to say. The bitch did the shit. So." Jasmine, old stupid ass, gonna say, I want to call Sarah Miller to the stand. Bitch, you rested your case. You can't fucking call no witnesses. The judge is like, bitch, that ain't how this work. The DA is like, everybody up to the bench. No, I'm sorry. The judge is like, everybody up to the bench. The DA is like, look. I know this is a no-nothing-ass bitch, but at least she should know that we both rested. And she don't get to call no witnesses. She's still arguing. I want to call her. I need to ask a question. I and he's, the judge sitting there like, bitch, no. That's not how it works. No. She went right back to the table and called Sarah Miller again. Girl, the shit is not going to work. Sarah get up like she finna go to the stand. He says, Sarah, sit your $5 ass down before I make some change. <laughs> She's still sitting here, standing here, calling Sarah Miller to the stand. The judge says, you know what? Bring your ass to my chambers. She said, I'm not going to the chambers. I want to talk to Sarah Miller. He says, bitch, if you don't bring your ass in here, I'm going to hold you in contempt. She's still hollering out, I, I want to call Sarah Miller. Next thing you know. Jasmine dumbass is in jail. So Tyler comes to her cell and says, bitch, what the fuck was that? And she's like, it don't matter. I'm already fired anyway. He's like, well, yeah, that's true. But uh, what the fuck? Is you going to apologize to the judge or not? She's like, nope. He's like, great. 
Now we got to do your closing arguments because your dumb ass is sitting here in jail. So Tyler walks off. It's like, I don't have time for this shit. And Jasmine's like, you know what? Fuck you, bro. It's like, all right, Jasmine. Finally, you stand up to the asshole. Cut to the jury. Come back. Verdict. Guilty. First degree murder. Bitch, you going to jail. Okay, I'm going to take a moment to be a little bit nitpicky. But the the jury foreman says that Grace is guilty as charged by the state of Virginia. Virginia is not a state. It's a commonwealth. A lot of people might not pick up on that. But it's the small details, Tyler, that add up that let me know you need some help on your right side. So as Grace is being led away, she sees this necklace around Sarah's neck. And it's the same necklace that Shannon had on. And so Grace is in her cell and she's sitting there and she starts thinking. She's like, this bitch set me up. She's thinking about him taking a picture with her laptop open. She's thinking about Sarah always being there for the pivotal shit. And so Grace is like, I need my lawyer. I need my lawyer. So Jasmine's still in jail. And she sees that um, Grace has been convicted on the news. Because they watch the news in jail. Yeah, sure, Tyler. Jasmine Jasmine apologizes to the judge and her husband gets her out of jail. So she's on her way to see Sarah and she tells her husband, you know, just drop me off right here on the corner. I'll walk the rest of the way because, you know, they're still sharing a car, a little raggedy ass car at that. She a whole ass lawyer. Anyway, so she sees lady walking down the street. It's Cicely Tyson. She sees lady walking down the street with a bag and a bathrobe on. She's like, ma'am, come here. Let me help you. Let me help you. She's like, no, I got, I got to go home. I got, I got to go home. So she's, she's daddy trying to get this lady to come with her and she can help her. And the lady's rambling and she's rambling. She's trying to figure out, you know, wh- what this lady's talking about. And she tells her, I got to get to my house. And she keeps saying, please don't make me go back there. I don't want to go back there. Jasmine realizes it's the lady from Sarah's house. So she's helping her get to Sarah's house and she's got her in and she brings her to the kitchen. So she says, this is not my house. My house is 2989 Sycamore Street. And she remembers that's where Grace went to find the notary. So Jasmine is like, what the fuck is going on? So she starts telling her about the white lady that jumped off the roof and she was a photographer and she was so talented she shows her a picture and she's like is this one of her pictures and she's like yeah and so jasmine's starting to figure it out and she's like oh shit wait a minute this motherfucker is in on it with this other motherfucker god damn son of a bitch so she's like oh shit how am i gonna fix this now so then cicely tyson says are they hungry so Jasmine, old inquisitive ass, go downstairs in the basement and she see all these people. Well, wait, 
before she gets to the basement. The husband gets a call on the radio saying, check your laptop. So he had run a search on Grace's husband. And then all this other shit came up about Miss Sarah. So she done ha- he done handcuffed this dude trying to take him to jail. Why did he leave the nigga standing there with the handcuffs on? Tyler, that's not how the fuck this works. You can't just leave a suspect standing outside with handcuffs on, okay? (laughs) So Jasmine goes and she goes down to the basement. But Sarah is pulling up at the same time. Jasmine gets downstairs. She sees, she smells something that smells real funky. And she get downstairs and she see all these people chained to the wall. All these old ass people chained to the wall. Sarah just thinking it's just another day. She done went to the grocery store and she come back. And all hell about to break loose. Now Jasmine looking at all the people. And then the motherfucker grabs her. And pulls off into the room. So... Sarah comes in and sees Cicely Tyson sitting there. She realizes, oh shit, something is up. So she go down to the basement and realize this bitch done got down here and got to the secret. (sighs) And here goes a dead ass husband with a head wrap on and two black eyes talking about my mama talking to you. I said, this nigga ain't even dead. How the fuck did she hit him in the head that many times and he ain't dead? So here go Jasmine's husband. Then ran up to the door. He trying to get in. He said, uh, I'm looking for my wife. She said she was coming here to see you. Sarah's like, your wife ain't here. I don't know what you're talking about. Meanwhile, he calling for backup. So, he said, can I come in and look? She said, do you have a warrant? Very smart. He said, nope. She closed the door. Because if you ain't got a warrant, your ass ain't coming in my house. So, he called his wife. And the phone rang. And the phone is on the kitchen table. So, Sarah's like, fuck. Then he just kicked the goddamn door in. Totally illegal. Just want to say that up front. Totally illegal illegal she hit the nigga with a fry pan and he got right the fuck back up then she hit him with a bag of groceries like that was gonna do something tyler why did you write that why was she she in the kitchen she couldn't grab a knife you gonna you gonna (laughs) have her throw a bag of groceries at him again he handcuffs her where he get an extra pair of handcuffs from? Because he just left him with the one dude that's standing outside the store. But he done put another pair of handcuffs on Sarah and left her alone. Stop leaving suspects alone with the handcuffs. So he go downstairs. He looking for Jasmine. He run into all the folks that's being held captive. And then he finds Jasmine. Then he get hemmed up by an old boy who been hiding in the back. So Jasmine breaks free by standing up 
and breaking the chair on the door and breaking free that way. Yeah, totally believable. Grabs her husband's service weapon and shoots Shannon to death. But the nigga don't look dead to me. Then you got the news people outside talking about how Sarah Miller done been holding all these people hostage and stealing their social security checks. Bitch, when I tell you, ain't no way these people all been held captive so she could get social security. What the fuck did she do with all the money? So they cut to Grace being in the courtroom and they saying, okay, we dropping all the charges because she didn't do it because the nigga was still alive and she's free to go. Tyler Perry's like, yeah, whatever, bitch. Gives her a thumbs up. So then Grace is like, it ain't over. It ain't over. And then we cut to uh, Sarah then got a whole nother ass job dealing with old people. And the white lady that she talking to about her mama, the lady said, you know, she was into money. She had all these finances and stuff. And I'm sitting here like, girl, why would you tell this lady the first time you meet her that your mama had all this money? And then the movie go off. So listen, Tyler. Listen. I'm going to say this was better than Acrimony, but it still had some work that needed to be done. Apparently, you wrote it in two days and you shot it in five days. I just need you to take a little bit more time, fill in some blanks, flesh out some things, get some better wigs. And, you know, we might be on to something because... I know you can do it. The Family That Praised was actually a good movie. And then you just strayed far away from that. If we could just bring it on back around to that level, we'll be good. But you just left too much stuff that was unanswered. And how did we get here for it to be a quality film? So I just, I'm hopeful because we're going in the right direction. Because if we had stayed in the acrimony direction, acrimony and Medea's family funeral, I was not sure that I could participate in watching another Tyler Perry production. But you kind of sort of redeemed yourself. I mean, making Claire Huxtable a villain, it's pretty hard to do, but you did you did good. You could have you could have made her a little bit more villainous. But that would have required you, you know, writing a little bit more, spending a little bit more time filming. But, you know, maybe there's going to be a part two that we don't know about. I don't know because she's still out there. So we'll see. But that's my recap for A Fall from Grace. And I'll see you guys next week with Acrimony. I need to take my blood pressure pills now so that I can deal with watching that movie again. Lord Jesus, help me. Thank you.